Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What up? How's everyone doing? You are now in the world I'm ruling. Take a minute to adjust for the wonder us cluster fun the chant me. Wouldn't be the first time I used Kid Cudi to figure out my life. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people can say that, right? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, what I saw of a description, at least from the Gen Z point of view, that, that Kid Cudi is the fun uncle that went to rehab, got sober, just got his life figured out, and now it's all good, and now he's vibing, and pretty much a damn role model at this point. No, no, 100%. Uh, mm-hmm. The fan favorite, and, and a lot of inspiration for a lot of new artists, too. So True It's that. good to see. You know, I ain't never going to say nothing bad about a dude from Cleveland. Certainly not, and there's a reason why you're hearing Kid Cudi, because each and every Monday we honor him and his impact on both of our lives. Uh, you being from Cleveland and a little bit more close to the source and me, uh, being from Minnesota and just being one of those kids that resonated a lot with his messaging. And so we play his music and only his music on Mondays. And Mondays. doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's positive, negative. Like I said, we use him to help us process what's going on, going on around us. And I'm in this really weird place where I'm actually kind of excited about hockey for once in a, in a bit. But also it has like nothing to do with any hockey going on here in the Vegas community. That's yeah, that can be weird, a little, right? little awkward. A little ox. For, for some uh, Golden Knights fans. Core, like, one could say. Golden Knights fans are like, how can you get happy with this sport that's caused me pain this past yeah, month? Yeah, aren't you excited that we cleared up cap space by trading of Genny Dodonoff? Because now that totally means we're working on an extension for Riley Smith, which is fine. But guess what? He's still hurt, and he's not in this lineup, and it doesn't help us. And you know what? who was helping us? Evgeny freaking Dodonoff. And he's not here no more. And he's not here anymore. And I- neither is uh, Derek Pouliot, who they claimed off of waivers. They picked up off the street a couple days ago. He scores a goal. Uh, in that game against Florida, gets put on waivers early today, and then the Seattle Kraken pick him up. Oh, boy. So that's why I'm like, I don't really care if the Golden Knights are working on a deal with Riley Smith because he's not in this lineup right now, and this lineup needs people who can produce. 
And so that's just kind of where the Golden Knights are right now. But let's just go to the other side of the coin. Let's go to the ultimate full circle moment that is happening in St. Paul, Minnesota right now. Marc-Andre Fleury is literally, as this moment is happening, talking to the media. In my home state, Ben Goetz is there for the Las Vegas Review Journal, who's also from Minnesota. He's been on the nightcap, one of our close personal friends of the program here. Because he's going to play goalie for them for the rest of this year, for their playoff push. Oh, boy. He is a member of the Minnesota Wild. It just feels right to me on so many different levels, Adrian. And honestly, a lot of it doesn't have to anything to do with the Golden Knights. It doesn't have anything to do with how things ended, how things were here, how magical. I mean, even the Vesna Trophy he won last year for this team. It's not really that big of a mentionable point because what truly has been the headline about this deal is the relationship, the existing relationship. I mean, we just got through talking a ton about friendships and how important they are in our life. The relationship between Marc-Andre Fleury and the GM of the Minnesota Wild, Bill Guerin, who he has won cups with in Pittsburgh, back in the glory days. And one of the things that Fleury said when he these, this news kind of came down, because he had to approve this deal. He had a no-movement clause, or at least he had a limited no-movement clause so he could put a bunch of teams down. But here's the thing. Just because your contract says we can move you to any team but these 10 doesn't mean that the team actually has to do that. Like teams are allowed to treat their players better than what the bare minimum standard is. And shockingly, that was the Chicago Blackhawks today. Not exactly a sentence we're used to formulating with that organization these days, but Fleury wants, wanted to be in Minnesota and he wanted to be in Minnesota because first of all, they have a great team that's on the rise and because of his existing relationship with Bill Guerin. He said, I know what kind of man Bill Guerin is. I know what kind of person he is. So relationships matter, huh? It does. The way you treat people does indeed matter. And I'm, I don't know how many phone calls have been between uh, the Golden Knights organization and the Chicago Blackhawks organization, organization for this particular time and this particular goalie trade because there's been a few between these two teams the last couple of years. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he's going to Minnesota because – Minnesota is a team that is still very defensive first, defensive-minded first. Now, it's a completely new kind of concept that they're dealing with with the Kirill Kaprizovs and the, and the offensive prowess that he brings to that roster. But Flurry is going to not only solve an immediate problem, which is they're not stopping a whole lot of pucks, but we all know about the magic. We all know about the personality. And this is a team that's already very tight-knit. Like, this is a type of move that if it works out, and granted, everything looks all shiny and roses now, especially when we're adding goalies late. Like, it's not like they're inserting him as the starter. He's going to back up Cam Talbot for a little bit because Cam Talbot's the starter there. But just based off of who he is, how the joy that he brings in, these are the type of moves that can not just push somebody beyond the first or second round. Like, this is their magical moves where you can go on a run and something could happen because Minnesota's in a very unique position this particular season. But that's not what this whole segment is about is Minnesota and Florida because there were other trade deadline deals that went down today. Uh, when we talk about the Golden Knights and their involvement, they were in on Ricard Raquel, who ended up going from the Ducks to the Pittsburgh Penguins, basically to kind of shore up their forward group. Raquel is one of those guys who not only skates really hard, works really hard, can produce. Maybe not you rely on him for it, but again, those pleasant surprises have a tendency to, to pay off big dividends. But I'm guessing that Pittsburgh was willing to pay more because you had multiple teams on it in on this deal, including Ricard, or, uh, including the Golden Knights. 
and they end up losing out. Now, there's a lot of people are saying, well, maybe the Dodonoff deal was supposed to make room so they could make the Ricard-Raquel deal, to which I would say, well, then if you're going to make that one deal, you maybe should make sure that the other one is going to go through too. Unless we really need that cap space, you know, for right now. And maybe they do because maybe somebody's ready to return back from injury. But I know that Max Pacioretty isn't up in Minnesota on this road trip. I know Riley Smith isn't close to coming back. I know that's the same thing about Mark Stone. I know that, you know, I I expected them to do a little bit more, but they didn't really have that much room to move or to go with. Uh, Another team that I thought, Adrian, that I expected kind of more from, especially just where they are in the standings, which at this time is... Second place in the Central Division, the St. Louis Blues. They weren't that active. They added Nick Letty, which a lot of people are poo-pooing, and, and Luke Wachowski, who I'm not really familiar with, but I'm very familiar with Nick Letty. And a lot of people are like, well, they need to do more. He's not that big of a deal. He's not that big of a deal, but he's a damn good defenseman. He's a great stay-at-home defenseman. He cat. He was at the top of that that uh, New York Islanders power play for a really long time before he was traded in the offseason to go to Detroit. And I, I think that this will help them a lot just depth-wise and just maybe – taking some responsibility off the plates from one Mr. Ryan O'Reilly, who's not having the, the his career year. And consistency has been a problem for this team, and it's not just because of their goaltending uh, competition, which they didn't fortify either. I wouldn't really expect them to because it's pretty damn good tandem. You just got to wait for somebody to emerge and uh, basically take that job. And Ville Husso has done a pretty good job at that. We already talked about the Fleury deal and for Minnesota to make sure that they could bring Marc-Andre Fleury, and they had to send their young prospect, younger goalie, Capo Kakinen, to S- San Jose. So we'll be dealing with him probably pretty often here as uh, as we face off against them in the Pacific Division if he is indeed their long-term answer. But Some more shockwaves for us with this yeah, deal. Yeah, but like <laughs> San Jose and goalie problems is kind of like one of those unsolvable things for, for, for a lot of reasons, and they ended up signing uh, – who was it? It was a different goalie who they kind of didn't give – they gave too much credence to this season to kind of screw them over because they were in the playoff conversation until about two months ago. But – Kakinen is a very athletic goaltender. He's played really well uh, for the Minnesota Wild during points of this season. And just a, a, a guy that I think will be able to inspire play as well as playing well. And those are different types of skill sets when you're, when you're a goalie. Like Marc-Andre Fleury can make a big save and you can go down and score another goal because there's a different momentum push with that. Everybody's capable of it, but not everybody finds the frequency like some of those goalies do. And I think Hockenden, with the right environment, with the right amount of confidence, and hopefully some actual starter minutes, he can develop into one of those netminders. And that would be hugely helpful to the Sharks because they just cannot get out of their own way. Uh, mostly because they signed those massive contracts to the likes of like Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. Um, Can I ask about yeah. the Calgary move? So they got Ryan Carpenter. I'm trying to stay in our yeah. Pacific Division. Calgary like literally didn't really have to do anything in the trade deadline because they were already really good. They traded for Tyler Toffoli a couple months ago, but then they ended up getting better today. Like They're they they far got, and away the best team in this division, and it's not close. I want to say this guy's name so you can make fun of me. Okay. Uh, Callie Jarncroc? Yeah, Callie Yarncroc. I was close. Whatever, something like that. I could be just as wrong so they as made, you So they, they at least From acquired the yeah, mm-hmm. two, two. Oh, no, they got, yeah, and of course, Tyler, you just mentioned that. Yeah. So they made two moves to, or, yeah, they, they made a couple moves. Ryan Carpenter. Uh, can I get some info on this guy? Well, uh, well, Carpy, like both of those deals, the biggest deal that they made was a Toffoli trade. And and it, it's not just because of what the shoring up that it does to their bottom six, or I should say their middle six, not their bottom six, but it's that familiarity that he has with, with Daryl Sutter. And so all of these deals for like teams like Calgary and and Florida and stuff, you're not looking to to create huge waves. 
because you already have a great team and you're worried about disrupting that that vibe in the locker room. But that that Yarncroft deal is, I think, going to be a really interesting third line as I'm looking at it at Daily Faceoff, just how they have it um, allocated, where he would be centering between Blake Coleman and Andrew Maggiapani, who has been uh, one of the most not resurgent, but just surgent players this season. He, he's been a little bit quieter as of late, but earlier on this season, he's been amazing. And Blake Coleman has all the cup pedigree in the world with the, his time in Tampa Bay. But we all know that it really starts and stops with Johnny Gaudreau on that team. So they're just a scary, scary squad. And they got a goalie who's playing out of their mind. And they just wanted to add a little bit of depth, yeah, basically. Yeah, depth. What if somebody goes down? You're me blocking shots. You're me taking hits. It's a different type of uh, playoff hockey um, recipe and, and what's being asked of your players, the style to play. And they already play a pretty rush-heavy style, and so it's I, I think, if anything, um, adding some physicality, adding some snarl for some teams was basically their, their main bit. Or maybe it's just creating like a stopgap between one of your big guys coming back from injuries, kind of like what I think the, the Kings did, which a, a very smart deal. I think one of the smarter deals of this trade deadline because – I just have a huge thing for Troy Stetcher, guys. I, I'm a huge fan of Troy Stetcher as a defenseman, and he doesn't get a lot of love, and I don't know why. Maybe because he's not like offensive, uh, offensively skilled enough for people to say, you're our guy that we're going to task to be our offensive defenseman, or if it's just because he's been kind of that pickup guy with a league minimum contract, and let's see if we can stick around, because he played so well in that 2020 bubble for Vancouver, which was his hometown team. He's got a couple of really timely goals, especially where they're a team that wasn't expected to really do anything. They end up making a, a, a couple of playoff series. But with the Kings, with Drew Doughty being out, uh, and, and them dealing with a couple of injuries still. We know that the Kings aren't necessarily, it's not their year, but they're certainly invited to the party, and they're playing well. And so I, I like the move where you're still trying to make yourself better, but you're not overstretching because the future is still very bright, and they have one of the most robust uh, pipelines of talent in, in terms of their farm system. And so there there are there are better times to make deals. There are there, Sometimes the best deal you can make is the one you don't, and that's kind of what I think the Arizona Coyotes are banking on with the Jacob Chikrin deal that, Everybody was saying this is the guy to be traded. This is the defenseman. This is the main piece. And maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, he was. Into, because he was scoring overtime winners as a defenseman. He was, he, was, he was getting production on the board, which is crazy just to think as a member of the Arizona Coyotes. But they started winning games a couple weeks ago. And then he got hurt. And so they're going to wait until the summertime to deal him because they weren't getting the value or, or at least the looks that I, I think they had anticipated. But you got to think, well, maybe it was because they played him down the stretch. Like, sometimes you have to sit your guys out. That's what the Flyers did with Claude Giroux before they traded him to the Panthers just a couple of days ago. He's going to be on that top line. That's a scary team, Adrian, your Florida Panthers. Yeah, and, well, can I switch? I want to talk about Florida. Yeah. The state, though. I want to go up. I want to go up up a little bit, you know, um, central Florida. Okay. uh, And talk about Tampa because Tampa's always up to something. After what they pulled, bringing this guy in the playoffs and everything, so I'm interested in their transactions. Uh, they I picked look up, up their transactions. They actually they got and funny enough, we were talking about the Coyotes. Uh, they got Riley Nash. Yeah, um, is oh, this, yeah, this a depth pickup or? Yep, for sure depth. If you're picking up anybody from the Arizona Coyotes right now, it's absolutely a depth pickup. Like they they made a deal. I forget a couple weeks ago where it was they. A lot of the experts were saying, "Well, this is kind of like when they traded for Blake Coleman a couple years ago." Like there's always those couple of. Was it Nick Paul getting Nick Paul? Maybe, maybe it's Nick Paul. I, I just think that 
they're they're the place to be right now. So like when Corey Perry signs there in the offseason in free agency on like a bare minimum deal, I'm really not worried about what they're going to at the trade deadline because they've figured out how to recruit players even though you're losing them. Like they've managed the expansion draft incredibly well. And it's a much different trade deadline that we're going through. Like there's a reason why the the press conference for Kelly McCrimmon has been delayed for almost an hour because there's so many teams waiting on hold on the phone in the year 2022 <laughs> at the NHL Central Registry for these deals to go through because that's like their process to go through. Yeah. But we gotta remember, like five years ago when the Golden Knights, you know, came onto the scene. You know, they were not just contenders. Like, just just think of, like, how different of an environment for transactions that is if the expansion team is a threat versus what we're seeing where he traded Giordano, he traded Yarncroft, he traded uh, almost every single person that you associate as, like, a, a what you would qualify a big name on an expansion team because they're not contending, and so – those certain builds, those certain roster constructions, those certain timelines aren't in their realm of reality. They're building the old-fashioned way. And so I, I think when you have that extra just, I'm, I'm here to do deals, I think that there's probably a, a little bit of an uptick in just general transactions this year. I mean, like the Colorado Avalanche added a bunch. They traded for for Lekkonen from the uh, from the Montreal Canadiens for for their defensemen. They had a Nico Sturm last week. They had a Josh Manson last week to add some physicality, which was a huge, huge area of need for them last year, especially in the defensive core. They added Andrew Cogliano from the Sharks. Like they went all in and really went kind of all in by committee because they lost out on that collage Giroux uh, sweepstakes because he ended up in Florida. But, man, there's so many deals going down with teams uh, that are going to be big-time contenders. And so sometimes when you see the teams that are also quote-unquote contenders and they're just swimming, they're just treading water, makes you a little nervous. But that's about as much as we can get into in terms of this segment because there are so many sports stories that we have to get into and we got to move on to the brackets and who won those games because I have no idea, but Adrian does. We'll fill everybody in on the other side. Love for the bet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.